So yesterday we started a paragraph in the Mesilat Yisharim over here in Parakir in chapter 17. And there was a massive Yisoyim established by the Ramchal. I mentioned it a little bit yesterday. I want to go into it, delve deeper into it, and try to understand the Amkis of Misalbesa, to understand the depth a little bit. Okay? So the chapter, the paragraph was as follows. From the actions that we need to do in order to reach the purity of heart and mind when one comes to serve Hashem. person has to prepare himself before he begins the service of Hashem. A person should not enter the mitzvah without any preparation. And his mind is not miyushiv. He has to have peace of mind. He's able to think and contemplate deeply, b'mashu oise. Right? Because otherwise he won't. If his mind is not Yishev Adas, he won't be able to think. With patience, slowly. Right? When you begin with this iun before you start the mitzvah, you'll be able to knock out the external thoughts. And then he continues this part I didn't read yesterday, and I'm going to show you the assignments. The earlier great pious people, they would prepare before they prayed to Hashem one hour. Now usually when the Gemara uses the word Shoachas, it just means a short time. But over here it's before in the Gemara that it was actually an hour, a real hour. An hour before they prayed. What was the reason? didn't mean they came to shul, had a coffee, schmoozed in the back, until they were ready to dive in. No, it doesn't mean that. Big work they were doing. Preparing themselves to dive in. And they remove from their minds the foreign thoughts. Thoughts about Gashmias, thoughts about COVID, right? And then what they do, what they used to do, and then they worked hard to activate if you prepare your heart 
then you can pray. Okay, so there's really two big yesidas. We're going to talk about that. Everything we learn, Shakov, you just have to go slow. Okay, step by step. First, we have to establish the yesid, and then if we have time, we start to begin practical advice. If not, we have to do that tomorrow. Okay? So, the first is the yesid. The Messiah's Yesharim is saying two yesidas. Two. We'll take one at a time. The first thing is, that to activate midas of holiness requires preparation. It doesn't work with instinct. Let me try to explain that. Okay? Every person has a nefesh, a soul, a holy soul. A nefesh that comes Okay? Now in that soul, there are different kohota nefesh. Omidot. And basically, we can divide them into seven different midot called chesed, gevura, teferis, I'm sure you've heard of these things. Meaning, ahavas Hashem, yiras Hashem, different things, right? These are the kochot ha-nefesh that the person has. However, these seven midot have what we call imahot. They have parents. They have mothers. That means they can't just be activated on instinct. They have to be activated through something else. Parents. And that's called, in English, chokhmah bila vadat. Got it? You understand what I'm saying? So even though the nefesh feels this way instinctively, I'm giving it to you for free. Okay? Even though the nefesh have these things instinctively, but once Hashem put the nefesh into this world, the world of Avoido, it doesn't work by instincts. It needs to be activated. Activated through Chochmah Bin Vadas process, which is connected to the thinking process. And then it goes further. There's something called levusheha nefesh. Okay? There's a nefesh, but then there's levusheha nefesh, because remember, avas Hashem, yiras Hashem has to be translated into the world, the body. So that has to go through a levush. The levush is called machshava, dibur, vemaiser. Very good. So basically you start to process it in terms Realistic terms, body terms, and then you talk about it, and you solidify it, and you clarify it, and then you do it. Okay? So that's the way it works in Kedusha. You got it? So Kedusha always has to begin with this deeper process of Chochmah Bina Vadas, and it activates the Midas, and then you have the Levusha Midas. Sometimes you can use the Levusha of Dibur to speak out your thoughts. Sometimes you do a sometimes you do all three, right? So it has to be processed like that. Okay, you got it? Now, although there can be some exceptions to this rule, but that's a whole speech in itself. For example, a person is faced with a uh, situation that either you accept Avodah Zarah, you die, Kiddush Hashem, 
So over there, the neshama, the koyach of the neshama can be active, activated instinctively. That a Jew, instinctively in his inner core, is, wants to be attached to Hashem, and it will go above thinking. Because when you're moist enough, if you start making calculations, you probably won't do it. So it's something that's above. That's the famous, uh, Shtikl Torah from Rabchaim Shmuelevitz. Rabchaim Shmuelevitz is talking about the Nisi'im when it came to donating to the Mishkan. It was one of the greatest, uh, events in history that you're able to build a house for Hashem. And everybody donated. And the Nisim, they donated actually the most expensive of all donations. Avne Shoha, Avne Miluim. But yet, their donation is listed last. And even the Chazal took out a yud from their name. It was a taina on the Nisim. What was the taina on the Nisim? The Nisim said, let everybody donate. They were worried people are not going to donate. And after the people donate, we'll donate last. We'll finish everything that needs to be done. It was a nice cheshbon, but it was a taina on them. Why didn't they do first? The way Reb Chaim Shmulevitz is mazbe is because if you have Ava, Ava says, Mesirus Nefesh comes from Ava. And Mesirus Nefesh, you see, we don't make cheshboinus. So then the divas alev of donating to the Mishkan has to come from Ava. When there's love involved, we don't make cheshboinus. It's above cheshboinus. So if they're making cheshboinus, then it's a little bit of a chesor in their avas Hashem. Okay? So you see that certain times it's, we don't make cheshboinus. Okay? But it's a whole schmooze because it's not so simple. Because simply regular avas Hashem does need chokhmah bin avadas to activate it. And maybe only situations of mysterious nefesh can activate it. And maybe in the situation of the building of the Mishkan or something that could activate. It's not so simple. But we definitely see this concept that even though holiness requires a process of Chochum Minavadas, but it could be that once you activate the Mida, the Mida goes past the Chochum Minavadas. For example, let's say Emuna, right? Amuna is being faithful to a mission, to Mida, being faithful, even when it doesn't make sense anymore, right? You're in Galut, and it looks like Hashem lost his grip of the world, Chas V'Shalom, and the evildoers are uh, succeeding, and Tzadik V'Raloi, V'Rosha V'Toivloi, right? So in your logic, everything is gone, you know? So the Mida of Emunah says that you stay faithful and steadfast no matter what the question is, right? But Emunah itself is built and activated through thinking. There's a whole Limud that makes the Emet in the Emunah, but then the Mida goes further. So you see that concept. You see by Rabbi Ruchum says, by Moshe Rabbeinu, Nefesh is above the mind, he says. So he explains that once it becomes a meter, it can go as a koach. It works as a koach, as a meter. But the point is that even Nosebaal begins totally in the mind. As the altar from Kelm is very Mayrach and that people that are just nice, soft people, 
that when they see someone suffering, activates a mead of pity and mercy, cannot be mekayim naisabal v'chaver. Usually they fall apart and become broken and hurt. And they are not level-headed at all to do anything. No shaykh is the naisabal v'chaver. Naisabal v'chaver is something that begins in the mind. It's a whole sugya. I'm not going into it now, but it's a massive sugya that begins from a very deep place within a person, and a person is extremely in control of how to develop that sugya and how it helps. Even by Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, It didn't say that he just saw them in trouble and it started to fall apart. It never says that. It was not an eno evaliboid, it was his boininus, it was seichel, it was work. It wasn't a tiviestik erachmonus. No, absolutely not. But once he activated the midus of Naisim al-Bachaveroi, then it goes further than the seichel is mechaev. Because the midus is the mida. You got it? So it's a complicated sugya. But just in the very basic, when you come to daven, when you come to do a mitzvah, when you come to do these things, the mitzvah has to be done with your shemayim, with avaz Hashem. It has to be done with these midot, which I'm going to explain to you in a minute. But the activation of the midas has to come through his boinimus. Chochmot bin Vadas will activate the midas because that's how it works in the world of Kedusha. As opposed to the midas of your nefesh abaham. A person has another nefesh. It's called a nefesh habeami, or nefesh achiyunis, or whatever name you want to give it, it's not important right now. But the point is, you have a nefesh that's the nefesh of your body, okay? The nefesh of your body, which is basically made from the Dalad Yisaitis, Eishulach Maim also has those seven midot too. It has chesed, but for the wrong way. Gevura for the wrong way, right? So it also has those seven meters, Sa'id and Baruch Abba. After such a chizik party, Shavir and Masikin. Okay, you're listening. You're listening, Atashomea. So your Nefesh Abahami also has meters, okay? But as we know from experience of life, that the Nefesh Abahami's meters are activated by instinct. When you see a good, delicious piece of food, activated, right? So the nefesh abahami, let's get to Afkisah. The nefesh abahami has midas. But those midas are activated by instinct. The seichel, chacham bin Vadas does play a role, but in a very different way. Okay? It goes like this. The nefesh abahami wants things that are tasty, that are pleasurable, that are exciting, that are gishmak, right? But what's kaveya of what's called gishmak? What's called kaveya? What's called oinig? What's kaveya? Hakatan lefi katnuto, v'hagadol lefi gadluto. That means a young child, his brain is small. So if his brain is small, then his brain, the hairs, that playing football is gishmak. You understand? Because there's a little brain. There's a little brain. So that is kaveh, what's called good and gishmak and exciting and blah, blah, blah. But the actual midas don't need thought to activate. So the brain only defines what's called good. Then he gets older and he learns about money. Yeah. 
He learns about prestige. He learns about covet. He learns about these new things, you know. Hamusagim shelo mitrafim. They become wider. They become bigger. Right? So Mela, his tithes are dif- different. They're changing according to his age. So the seichel of the Adam is only there to be kaveya, what's considered kishmak. But to actually activate the feelings, right? So a cotton may get angry over something small. Midah of gevur, of kas. Something small may bother him. Because he has a small brain. But the kas itself doesn't need thinking. I'm going to think into it. Should I have kas? It's an instinct. It gets activated with a trigger, you know? You got that? So when it comes to holiness, get the amkis. Max, wake up. When it comes to holiness, Hagam, here's the oimik. It's a deep thing, Because the midas of the nefesh are really midas, you know? They're there. The midas of your soul is there. And the midas of your body is there. So just like by the midas of the body, it doesn't need thinking. Activate, trigger. Should be like that with the soul too. Right? But it's not. That's avoid. So Hashem put us in the world, and He says, Hagam, you have the Midas in you. But they don't just come out. You have to make Chochmeh bin to activate them, right? So that's what the Mestil Sashorim is saying. When you come to do service of Hashem, service of Hashem has to be done with emotion. Full with Chochmeh b'dechilu v'rechimu. Yeah? But don't think it's going to be instinctive just because you're putting on tefillin. Don't think it's going to be instinctive just because you're putting on a talus. And just because you're davening the words of the tefillah, don't think it's going to happen automatic. No. And this is what we don't do in this world today. We come rushing into davening and just whip on the talus and tefillin and just try to catch up. And that's why the davening is gurnished. And this is really the idea behind all birachot. Why don't we just pick up the lulav? Why don't we say, Right? Why? So the big Indian is because that's the hitbonenut. You talk, think about Hashem. Elekenu, melech, oilah, kedishanu, tzivanu. Wow, all these big concepts to think about. If you ever saw the Sidur from the Mekubalim, it's like a four, ten pages each word. Baruch, Ata, you know, they got a lot of thoughts going on over there. Why? That's the Hizboininus before the mitzvah. To activate the proper feelings in the mitzvah. So that's another thing we do. We swallow up the bracha too. All these great opportunities that we have, unfortunately we, we lose them. But, this is the first Yisrael of Masil Sashon. The second Yisrael of Masil Sashon, which he says, that the Hasidim HaRishonim wouldn't daven unless they prepared one hour. One hour. That's the Chochmah Bin Vadas process. To prepare one hour to fill their hearts up with Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Now, I want to explain that a little bit. Because by us, it's like a two-step process. We look at it like this. You're right. You can't come into davening and think about your business. So then your mind is someplace else, right? 
You can't come into your davening thinking about the delicious chocolate that you're going to eat after davening. Because then your mind is like smelling the chocolate in the back of the base measure. That's why I don't like when they make the, the kiddush in the shul. Because then you can't think about davening. You can only think about the kiddush, you know. And then you have to go check every time, every ten minutes, what's going on over there, right? So we understand that you have to remove negative thoughts. Got it? But for us, we're very happy with just removing negative thoughts. If we can accomplish that, we're very excited. But parv, being parv, and avoidance Hashem, we think is good, right? But the truth is, ideally, that's not the right way. Obviously, it's a level, and there's many madrigas. Chakov knows it's not a black and white world. But it's, it's, but really, ideally, avoidance Hashem, means that a person becomes 100% batel to the Rabbi Yishlam. In order to be a keli, to connect with Hashem and get the Ashos Hashchina, you have to become batel legamri. Suspend all your ditzonot. You have to see yourself as just the manifestation of Hashem in this world. Your mind has to, and your heart has to be filled with Avas Hashem and you as Hashem, where you become nothing. That was Hasidim HaRishonim. Because the more a person gets in the mitzvah to a madrig of achnot Hashem, bitl Hashem, willing to give up his life Hashem, right? That's what Kriya Shema is. By Kriya Shema, when you makabal all Malchus Shemaim, the level you have to come, you know how hard it is to do Kriya Shema? Because all your gaiva has to go outside the window. Gone. That your life and your achievements and your existence is worthless. It's only here for Hashem. So it comes to the question between your life and giving up your life for Hashem. Your life is bottle right? You're suspending yourself for Gamre, right? So Avoida is a big work. It's a big work to activate those midas. Means those midas need to be activated to daven properly. It's not just good enough to knock out distractions. That's not good enough. Because avoid is more than knocking out distractions. Avoid is elevating yourself to bitl gomu to the Rabbani Shalom. And that's what creates Ashwa Sashchina. Which Agav, we would appreciate learning and minyan more now. Because you see, that to get Ashwa Sashchina on you, and that connection with God, is a big work. Big. Avaz Hashem, you Hashem. But there's some ways to get it even when you're not so big. It says that when a person learns Torah, Hashem comes to him. But I'm not such a big guy. I'm not full with Ava and Yira and pa, pa, pi, pa, pa. But there's a way to connect to Hashem. That's the gift of learning. That the or of the Ashwaz Hashem is in the words itself. So when I toil on understanding Pshat, I have Hashem with me too. It says if there's ten people come together to a minyan, Shechina comes. So when you daven biyachid, your tefillah is not really accepted. You have to do it anyway. But your tefillah is not really accepted. You know why? Because when you're on your own, they say, aha, let's see the ava level. Below zero. Let's see the yira level. 200 degrees below zero. Huh? So, v'ropanal tefillat ha'ar'ar. There's a whole zoyan of Chaim Veloshan on this. They scrutinize your tefillah very much. But when you go to Tzibur, 
Then Hashem says, ah, ten Jews came together to dive into me. I come down to you. So the Shekhinah is with you. It's a big thing. People don't realize. Minyan is not a small thing. Because Minyan saves your life. Because if you go with your own feelings, you're cooked. And then people dive and they want Hashem to listen to them, right? Some people say, no, if I dive and be Yachid, I have more Kavanah. Because they have issues, social issues, you know? They have anxieties. They have other problems, right? You're right, you have Kavanah. But your Kavanah, but then they have to scrutinize your Avis Hashem, your Yiris Hashem, your Bittl Tashem, your Achnoa Tashem, Amidl Tashem. You're gonna fail in every category. So you can have Kavanah from here to next year, they're gonna throw it in the garbage can. But if you come to Shul, then your Tfilas are accepted. If Allah Hashem will not be Mo'es in the Tfilah of the Tzibur, ever. Now there's levels. If you have more Yerushalayim and more Avas Hashem, then it goes higher and higher. But you have the basic level. Because you're in the Tfilah of Tzibur. This is something we have to know. You got it? Let's stop over here.